Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan, a short-form comic book podcast where my goal is to help you find that next fantastic read or discover an old favorite. I cover comics from the golden age to now, indies, and Kickstarter campaigns. You never know what I might cover, but you will know where to find fantastic comics to read at the end of each episode. It's Monday, September 12th, 2022, and episode 67 of the podcast. Now I'm featuring another Kickstarter today. I'm welcoming back John Dexter back to the podcast. He was back in June talking about another Kickstarter for Alpha Dogs. And there's a link in the show notes, episode 45. Check it out. Alpha Dogs was a fantastic project. And that particular episode is a great listen because the comic book is close to home for John. I really enjoyed having him on last time. Just as equally happy to have him on this time. Now this time around, John is here to talk about a different type of comic book. At least something unlike for John. It's Dime Store Detective. It features John McKinder, a detective who's obsessed with finding out a serial killer who has displayed his latest victim in the same place that McKinder's father and uncle buried multiple bodies 40 years ago. If you enjoy film noir, it's like True Detective and L.A. Confidential with a little bit of twist of the paranormal stuff like Supernatural and It, you are guaranteed to love Dime Store Detective. Check this out. I was happy to have him on again. It looks to be a great project. Now listen, if you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend it to other comic fans. In the show notes, you'll find a link tree allowing you easy access to all the fantastic comic fan social media accounts and all the various platforms you can listen to the podcast. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram and whatever else social media is listed. I want this podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Now, on to today's episode. Welcome back to Fantastic Comic Fan. Today I have a returning guest. John Dexter. He was originally on in mid-June talking about Alpha Dogs, a Kickstarter campaign. I'm going to provide a link in the show notes to that episode because I love the comic. It's still available. But we're going to talk about in a minute about his new Kickstarter campaign. But I still want you briefly, John, to tell the fans a little bit about Alpha Dogs. Yeah, so Alpha Dogs is... It's a comic book ongoing series um, that featured Buck, a pit bull, and his owner, Ina, and an older pit bull named Cyrus. And they've been on the run from a group of mercenaries for many years, um, having to change their name, live in secrecy, until finally, many years later, they find this farmhouse out in North Carolina. And they believe that they are finally can settle down and take a big breath. And then one day, their owner, who's lived a very lonely life, secluded because of having to protect her dogs, because they have the abilities to heal from most any wound. They're intelligent enough to understand human speak, and they have a slightly heightened strength. So that puts them, of course, in peril from these mercenary group named Blackrock. And then finally, after settling down and believing they're safe, the dog's owner, Ina, brings her new boyfriend over that she learned met at head of their bioengineering company named NextGen. And little does she know, after she reveals the dog's abilities, which she had never done, he already knows of the dog's power and has been after them for a while himself. 
And then once he's in possession of the dog's blood, he can create his own dogs with superpowers. So it's the dilemma. It's kind of the heartbreak of a dog, which is kind of a metaphor um, and theme of, you know, abandonment of your dog or children for this new uh, love that comes into your life and the domino effect that it has after she reveals the dog's abilities and kind of pushes the dogs aside for this new love. I am a big fan of alpha dogs. I'm glad you're going to be doing another Kickstarter next month. And I hope to have you get on the podcast, but this time around you have a completely different type of Kickstarter going on called dime store detective, which actually your funding is doing pretty good. Tell the listeners a little bit about your latest project. Yeah, so this is uh, definitely a far departure from Alpha Dogs. This is a supernatural mystery. If you think It, Stephen King's It meets True Detective, you kind of mash them together. That's kind of what you get with Dime Store Detective issue one. It's kind of a throwback to those noir films, that old pulp magazines, detective dime store magazines. I wanted to kind of have that feel for the readers. Yeah, so it takes place uh, in the present, but then it jumps back and forth 40 years ago to 1981. The detective's father was a bootlegger in the Appalachian Mountains, in North Georgia, uh, specifically Athens, Georgia. And there are four generations of moonshiners. They have this badass 1973 Plymouth Barracuda that they take on moonshine runs. Uh, that's kind of going to be a character in itself in the series kind of like Dukes of Hazards generally or the Supernatural car. I wanted something, a cool muscle car that people would really get excited about looking at. Yeah, so that's four generations. Nobody messes with the Mackiner brothers um, because they're uh, notorious in the county. And then finally, a new gang comes in and kind of tries to push them out of their moonshining. And it erupts into a bloody rivalry and... Then up along the way, this evil entity comes about, and I don't want to give too much away because issue one's mostly uh, setting up the situation and getting to know our main character, Detective Mackiner. So in this story, at the beginning, Mackiner's just a kid with his father being this tough moonshiner. And then we fast forward 40 years later, the main character, Mackiner, is a detective, and he finds this the newest murder victim of the serial killer hanging in a tree over the very same spot the detective's father and uncle back in their moonshine war days buried a bunch of bodies and there's a connection there we don't know what it is but definitely someone is trying to get the detective's attention by leaving their latest murder victim over the exact same spot that the detective's father and uncle buried a bunch of body 40 years ago how long has the series been kicking around your head and why are you doing it now it started out many, many years ago, probably close, probably close to ten years ago, when I first came up with the with the story. Only it took place in Desert Storm, and this evil entity possessed the body of someone else, and that was inadvertently released, brought back to America to wreak havoc. I didn't really like it enough. I didn't think there was enough there. It wasn't didn't catch me, you know, enough to to bother with it anymore. And then I started doing Alpha Dogs a few years later, and that. That's been my obsession for the last six years was bringing alpha dogs into a uh, comic book form. And then I was listening to this podcast about the Dixie Mafia and specifically about this boy whose dad was a hitman for them. And I just was so intrigued how 
didn't matter what this father did. The son thought he was the greatest thing in the world and looked up to his father. And it didn't matter that he was a hitman for the mafia and all these terrible things. The the son, you know, carried the family flame even through all of these the years of being this notorious family. And that's what gave me the rest of the story idea to go on. It's it's really Dumpster Detective is the story of a son who doesn't give up on his father, believing that he is actually a good man and has been vilified for all these murders and the notorious family of bootleggers. So the detective goes against the top brass, the higher powers that be in the old South to bring about justice. Why did you decide to set this in Athens, Georgia of all places? Geographically only. Uh, I, I love that Appalachian mountain feel, you know, the moonshiners going there in the mountains, plus the story murder victim goes to the university of Georgia which is in Athens, Georgia. So that was there. And then the, then the, the dry counties down there where in some place, I don't know, probably not so much now, but back 10 years ago, there were still dry counties where you couldn't have alcohol. in. so very famously known for that down there in uh, North Georgia. And of course the Appalachian mountains, there's a mystery to the mountains, you know, there's in which plays out in the story, you know, there's many people that have disappeared in those mountains and, it's got a very notorious history to it and, you know, the mountain people and whatnot. So that's really why I picked that. You have a nice supporting cast of characters. Do their roles expand and change as the series progresses? Yeah, I mean, you definitely, I mean, that's if you know what you're doing as a writer, you have to give a, the characters an arc, change a little bit. And the detective does. He progresses in his mostly steadfast, fastness and that his father actually is should not have been vilified and he's actually a good guy and he ends up falling in love and he didn't want to have a relationship with uh his female detective because there's so much baggage to him and his family name and he ends up letting his guard down and lets her in and and they without giving too much away rekindle a relationship now, you have an interesting creative team. I'm not going to pronounce their last name because I know I guarantee no, I'm butchering them. Either. There's Luca and Lucas. Tell the listeners about your creative team. Yeah, so Luca Cicchitti, he's Italian, did uh, doing all the interior art. He's fantastic. He's actually a singer, too, and he's on tour, so he's been kind of going back and forth. Currently, he's uh, 13 pages into the comic. It's I'm sorry, 14, and he's got Nine left to go. Um, it's going to be a 24-page comic book. He's getting there. We're Like I said, we're over halfway done right now. He's done a great job. And then the colorist is the same colorist for Alpha Dogs Issue 2. He's top-notch. You know, if you saw, of course, the colors for Alpha Dogs 2, you'd know that he's great. He did the cover for, for Dempster Detective, the regular edition. And my artist for Alpha Dogs did the cover for that. And then the variant cover is two totally different people, but still out of the same studio, Stone Tower Studio, who do the lettering, the coloring, and for Alpha Dogs did the art. How does the colors fill in, fit into this type of series for you? Could you have done it as yeah. a black and white? So the past is in black and white, and the present is in color. I wanted to be able to do an easy differential between the two. So anything that takes place in 1980 was is in black and white, and anything that takes place in the present is color. So, but yeah, the colors is vitally, vitally important. Just as important, really, is the artist because they can, or illustrator because they can destroy the illustrator's work really with with cheap coloring. So, I don't 
cut any corners when it comes to the colorist. And as you can see, he's been terrific. I went through and uh, looked at all his work before I said, okay, especially with Alpha Dogs. I had another colorist who decided he was just going to do um, covers from now on. And I wanted to keep up that quality of coloring that was in Alpha Dogs 1. He's, he's knocked it out of the park with this and Dumpster Detective because Dumpster Detective is a little more difficult. It's hand-drawn with the other one um, he has on a computer. So it's, it's a lot tougher doing it hand-drawn. Now, you've done multiple Kickstarter campaigns, and when this comes out, your Kickstarter campaign will have maybe a week or so left. But as of right now, it's like about 75% funded. Now, how has your approach changed from the first Kickstarter till now? You have to be very interactive on social media. You can't just spam people. <laughs> so I'm not a big social media person, but I've become one because I want to get my comic book made. So you can't just keep putting out you know nothing but spam commercials you know you kind of got to interact a little bit and kind of help try your best to be in this community that's not really exclusive but you know you get to build relationships so that'd be something that i would try to do a better job from beginning is trying to help build uh relationships if i can it's still difficult because everybody's doing their own thing you know trying to get their own name out there yeah i've met a, i've made a few friends that uh you know i share their stuff they share mine so I'd say building relationships is vitally important. And how long have you been published as a writer? I self-published my first comic book back 10 years ago. It was a flaming turd. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> do good at all, but you learn a lot. And my other love was trying to make it as a screenwriter. And there was a lot of stops and starts. And then um, finally, I just decided to put all my energy into creating Alpha Dogs into a comic book because I thought I could be a success so it's been a little bit of one but um it's it's definitely growing from issue one to two i i didn't get uh and this is i you know i'm starting out basically on ground zero myself trying to get funded you know i was able to fund in the last five days with alpha dogs one and then i funded in the first 10 days with alpha dogs two the dime store detective though it's like i'm starting all over again because it's a totally different genre totally different audience so it's been kind of tough but i mean it it's going to get funded i mean i'm 80 percent. i'm 80 percent there right now and i still have 18 days so i'm not worried about it speaking of alpha dogs is dime story detective and alpha dogs set in the same universe yes it is and if i get really lucky and things get really well i have a storyline that's going to involve one of the dogs and this is going to be three or four years from probably three years from now because if Dimester Detective continues as just a Kickstarter. I've got eight issues to tell the story, and that's going to be about two years. Unless um, I get a publisher, then I can take put the issues out in a year. So we'll see. There's six issues already written for Dimester Detective out of eight. So basically, it's just waiting on the author. But yes, they do take place in the same world. And like I said, hopefully in a couple of years, I'll be able to show something really special with Alpha Dogs and Dimester Detective. Before we wrap things up, do you have any final words, John? Yeah, so go check out Dumpster Detective on Kickstarter. It's a lot of fun. It's got everything. It's got a lot of in intrigue, mystery, and everybody loves a mystery detective story. And it's got an evil entity at the center of it. So you're not going to be bored by any means by uh, checking out Dumpster Detective. It's in the seven, you can see the first seven pages. And, uh, you know, I like to hit the ground running. I don't like a lot of exposition. So I think if you check it out, you're going to you're going to really enjoy it.
Again, it's John Dexter, creator of Alpha Dogs, currently running a Kickstarter campaign for Dime Store Detective. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast, and I will definitely have you on again. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend it to comic fans. With this episode, I've added a link tree to the show notes, allowing you easy access to the comic fan podcast platforms and social media accounts. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Again, thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thank you.